everyone and welcome to the Changing Minds Online inspirational call. Tonight is Monday night. We moved our call this week to Monday. Um, you know, in the summer we believe being in very present, living in the moment, and we do, you know, like to do all our calls um, as much as we can at the same time. But this weekend I actually went on a really had a really amazing weekend. Um, took the weekend off and I came back refreshed and ready to share some beautiful ideas. Akina, I know you had an amazing weekend, too. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great, Jessica. You know, it is. it was nice to spend time with the family and to get a couple of things done uh, with a couple of projects we have for you uh, coming up. So it was a great weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we do want to just talk about, we do have something exciting coming out this week, and we don't have an official date for you. We will have that date soon. We had a little bit of a holdup. But we are officially coming out with our another book this week. This book is going to be called There is Light in You, and it is something we've been working on for about a year now. We are really, really excited about it. Um, this project is... An anthology. It's a collection of bedtime stories that mothers and women all around, you know, the world wrote, and it is all centered around teaching children that God is love, that God lives in them, and therefore they are love. They have light in them, and how to shine that light in the world. The amazing thing about it, it was all made by women, by all different women. It was illustrated by um, actually my younger cousin, and we had a. So a friend of mine from church due to copper design, and 90% of the profits from this book is going to be dedicated to the Amazima ministry. Um, if you haven't heard about it, there's a very well-known book called Kisses for Katie. It is an amazing book. The first time I read it, I had, oh my goodness, I was reduced to tears so many times. I, For an entire week, it just left me um, in a state of just really feeling the desire to contribute and give back. And it was actually that book that inspired me to want to donate 90% um, of my of some sort of income from some project. I said, you know, I would I really want to, my goal is to get to the point where I can donate 90% of my income. When I can live off of 10% of my income, you know, we call it reverse tithing. I would be amazed. And I realized that I could actually do that right now. And it's, that's actually how this project was born. We are so, so grateful to be able to contribute to this amazing, amazing ministry. They're doing work in Uganda with women and children, and we are so excited about it. So please pay attention. Um, that book is going to be coming out. It's going to be like uh, a thief in the night. It's going to be sneaking out on our website, but we are so, so excited about it. Um, it's going to be amazing. We also are going to be asking people to donate books um, so we can send the books to Uganda to the children in the schools that the ministry has set up. So we have some really exciting things in store for you. So once um, those were kind of covering our announcements for our show, we are really going to talk about something so powerful and so important tonight, and that's really letting go and surrendering. So we've been talking a lot at Changing Minds Online about freedom. You know, many of you know that I have now a full-time entrepreneur that, you know, with no safety net, I decided, you know what, I'm going to just, I deserve to live the life I want to live. Akeem and I have made some major, major life changes over the last um, couple months. We both moved. We're both changing directions in our career to really just be on the path 
that we want to be, that we know we're destined to be, where we can really access our full greatness and full potential. So we talk a lot about being, uh, being free. Last week on our Sunday night call, we spoke about being free as actually a way of being and freedom being a way of being, that it's something that you don't necessarily have but that you choose to be. Um, and that's really, it's been really powerful. So this week, I really wanted to live that and I really wanted to embrace that. And I've had a lot of different um, different things going on in my life. And I knew that I was at the point, and we always talk about taking time for yourself, taking time to really regenerate yourself. And that's where I was. I was at a point this week where I knew I needed to take time for myself. So I did set aside this weekend um, with one of my absolute amazing friends. I love her. Um, we're going to be having her on the call uh, at some point. She's amazing. She's run over 35 marathons this year. Um, she paced me in a marathon once when I was injured. She had stopped running the marathon. She finished it already, and she came back out to do a lap with me to make sure that I was okay. So um, I love this girl. She invited me up to um, to her house for the weekend, and we had a, this amazing, amazing trip. And one of the things that she opened my mind to and she opened up a new whole experience for me was doing paddleboarding, but doing yoga on paddleboards. So many of you may know that for me, I have have these neurological issues that I deal with and it causes a lot of neuropathy. Sometimes things that maybe seem really, really easy can be a little bit more challenging for me. And even though I'm doing really great things, right, I said, okay, I'm going to do 30 marathons by my 30th birthday. Even though I'm doing a lot of things that other people aren't doing, you know, there's still a place where I hold inside this limiting belief about myself. There's still, um, it's still sometimes it's there. And even when I'm doing these, these things, you know, I still have, I'm holding on to this image and perception of who I think I am who, which is not really true, who I've really kind of com- made up the story about who I am that's not actually true. It's not authentically who I am. And the thing about it is that we all have these limiting beliefs. And I'm really trying to share this, and I'm really putting it in a really, um, just kind of being really raw and authentic and just personal because I know that there's people listening to this call that are affected by this, and you may not even know it. Because for me, I didn't even really know it. It wasn't really until I really dis- went completely away from my comfort zone that I started to identify that I even had these beliefs. So we all know we have limiting beliefs. I have them. Akina has them. If you're listening into the call tonight, you have them too. A lot of times we're aware of what they are, and that's actually fantastic. It's amazing news because then we can work to fix it. And sometimes it's really simple. Sometimes we can just do some sort of NLP technique or go into some sort of hypnosis. I love Ericksonian hypnosis or you know, we can go into a meditation and sometimes we can release things right away. You know, I love to use um, applied kinesiology to try and figure out where my where your limiting beliefs are. If you haven't looked into that, it's a great, great way to kind of figure out what um, words or what types of energies your body um, becomes weakened. And, you know, that's another amazing thing. But sometimes limiting beliefs are a little bit more difficult to get rid of. There's something that really stay, they're internalized. And that's because we've been holding on to them for a really long time. So, you know, if for me, I'm 29 years old, right? So there's limiting beliefs I've had that I've had for my entire life or as long as I can remember. So it would be natural that it may be a process. 
to get rid of them, to replace them with, with different beliefs about yourself. So it's okay. If you're sitting here on the show saying, okay, well, I've been doing this and I'm just not getting anywhere, you know, it's a process. And know that you're doing the right thing and you're in the right direction and that it will come true, that you will be able to completely change all the beliefs about yourself and you're going to have amazing things and do everything that you want to do. I, I believe that. I declare it over you. Um, but, you know, it's a process. And for me, there was a certain limiting belief that I didn't even know that I had around what I could do because of the, the physical elements that my body has. So for, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be open about it and share it. And we don't, I don't always do that on the podcast. And it's really outside of my comfort zone to talk about it because, you know, I am that person who wants to be really strong. I want to be whole. I want to be tough. And I don't want to be seen as someone who's weak or someone who can't do some things. But, you know, I do, and, and, and I do, I do, I do everything. But, you know, there are some, some issues that I deal with. And for me, I have tumors that are growing on the nerves of my foot and it's causing neuropathy. It, it, it is causing nerve damage and even necrosis of the bone in my foot. And I am diligently, you know, working to, to maintain my strength and, and my mindset of what I can do. But there are some times when, you know, I fear that I'm not going to be able to do something because of the issues going on. And I think the last time I shared about this, I talked about how skiing, you know, I had been been skiing for the second time this year. And the first time I had no fear, but the second time, because I was afraid, well, what happens if my foot gives out? What happens if my foot gives out and I'm on the mountain? There was a certain place of fear. And that same limiting belief, even though I'm running marathons, ultra marathons, and, you know, doing all these things, um, when it comes to, for example, yoga, I was nervous about getting into certain positions. I said, okay, well, what if my body can't support this? I have neuropathy in my hands. So positions like doing doing things like backbends, doing things like crow or firefly, you know what that is. It's really when you're supporting your entire body weight in your hands and lifting your entire body off of the ground. Um, you know, and I was afraid to get into these positions in yoga class and I do yoga on a regular basis. I do it several times per week and oftentimes when we were in um, in the class I would say to the instructor, well I'm going to modify to something I can't do. I have some sort of physical limitation. I can't do it, right? When you go to a class they ask, is there any limitations you have? So I would say, you know, that and then the teacher would say, okay, well that's okay, you know, just do whatever you're doing, do, you know, the best you can. It's go with where your body is. And there was no judgment around it. But for me, I still knew and I still understood that um, it was coming from some source of, of limiting belief about what I could do. And I decided, or, or my, my amazing friend, she had arranged for us to do yoga on paddle boards. And I had never been on a paddle board before. So it was a little bit outside of my comfort zone. Um, we were in the Long Island Sound up in Westchester, so... You know, we, it wasn't a joke, right? The waters were not completely calm. They were, they were rough waters and it was salt water and we couldn't stand. And um, the instructor had in really kind of drilled in us the importance of staying close to the group because just a couple of days before, people had literally been washed to sea in the Atlantic Ocean and needed to be rescued by helicopters and the Coast Guard. So it wasn't really a joke. And now I'm sitting here having never done stand-up paddleboarding and I'm going to be doing yoga on a paddleboard. Well, it was such an amazing and fun experience. And I was, the entire time, all I was saying is, I don't want to fall off. I don't want to fall off. I don't want to fall off. And I was limiting myself 
in what I was doing. I wasn't fully experiencing. I wasn't fully trying to really participate in the class because I was afraid I would fall off. Now, it happened to be because I'm very athletic. I was actually doing better from, an, if you looked at, if you just sort of stood on the outside and looked at what people were doing, I was doing better than most other people. Now, first of all, I was the youngest person there. I was clearly, you know, my, my friend excluded, and, you know, the most physically fit person there, and she's amazing. She is going to be 50 this year, and she can outrun, bike, and swim me. But um, clearly, like, you know, doing well from the outside. If you would have just looked outside, it would have been like, wow, this person's doing really well. She's getting into these positions. But I knew that I wasn't fully doing my best. I wasn't fully experiencing it. I wasn't fully living into the moment. You know, I was holding on to my ego. This I don't want to fall off. And for me, it was that I wanted to look good. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to, you know, in front of people, be the one person, right, who falls off the paddleboard. And then I will be embarrassed. And what will people think of me? And all these things are going through my head. And then, well, then I'm going to be a failure. So I'm, as long as I look good, then everything will be okay. But I'm sitting here, and it was such a glorious and beautiful moment. I mean, the sun, the sky was just perfect. I mean, the temperature was beautiful. The wind was beautiful. The birds were singing. It was picturesque. There was nothing nothing in the world that could have made that situation better. And I decided, okay, you know what? For this one moment, I'm going to fully surrender. I'm going to fully let go. I'm going to let go of all fear. I'm just going to just let it go and surrender into the moment and I'm not going to be attached to the outcome and I'm just going to give 100% release and and just experience what it's like to authentically completely live in the moment and I decided that I was going to go into these three positions I said I'm going to try three positions on this board or four positions I'm going to try and and do tree I'm going to try and do a back bend I'm going to try and do crow and I'm going to try and excuse me um Pro, yes, excuse me, pro and, and firefly, which were all really tough positions. And I had never successfully been on those positions on land. And I was in that moment, and I was in all of those positions. I got in all three of those positions. And then it just was this feeling of ecstasy, of release that I've never had before. I felt completely and totally free just living in that moment. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to try and do tree, and I'm going to hold tree until I fall, until I, and I was so afraid of falling. I said, you know what, I'm going to just see what the best I possibly could be, you know, without fear of failing. And, you know, it's often said, it's like, well, what would you do if you weren't afraid of failing? Well, I was going to find out. I was going to say, okay, I'm going to just figure out what's the longest I can hold this. There is no possible way that I'm going to try to break my fall, that I'm going to prevent myself from falling. I'm just going to hold myself in this position. And if you don't do yoga, um, tree is when you actually pick up one foot and you put it onto your thigh. You're supporting your body with your one foot. And I decided, okay, I'm going to use my foot that is, you know, has medical, that has the issue, that has the tumors on it. So for me, I was standing on a paddleboard on my left foot with my right foot in the air, balancing myself. And it was this feeling of ecstasy and surrender until I just, and I put my arms wide open and I arched my back out and I looked at the sun and I held it until I eventually fell off the the paddleboard. And the moment, it was like literally going into the water was like being reborn, like refreshed, renewed, revitalized, regenerated. I felt like I absorbed all the energy from the earth and I've had this place 
of power that I've been creating from ever since that moment and experience that I had never achieved before, that I had never had before. And it was absolutely divine. It was magnificent. Um, it was such an amazing, amazing experience. Um, one that I've, I really have never felt and I've never replicated before um, in anything else that I've done. And I really just would encourage anyone to really try it. And that may not be whatever it is that you want to do. It may be something completely different. But this was a phenomenal experience. And for those of you who are local, you know, the um, it was Stand Up Paddleboard um, My Yoga. It's S-U-P-O My, uh, my Yoga. Excuse me. S-U-P-O-M Yoga.com. And that's the website if you want to experience that and you live anywhere in the New York area. But it was such a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And I encourage anyone to do something like that. You know, I've had friends that have talked about things like breaking hours on their throats or walking over fire or, or, you know, bungee jumping or parachuting. And I've always said, well, this is not something for me. I think this is kind of silly. But there is something really divine about being outside your comfort zone. You know, Akina, would you um, share a time and experience when you were outside of your comfort zone and that you just had this moment of total surrender and, and how really amazing that truly is? Mm. Oh, there's been a lot of those. <laughs> uh, I guess the biggest one would probably be when I was halfway through my doctorate degree and I and we changed uh, leadership in the middle of it. Uh, and, you know, as everybody who has been in education before knows that education is constantly changing. So you're halfway through the program and someone's telling you that you haven't done anything you're supposed to been doing and you have to make a decision or if you want to waste a year and a half and just quit or do you want to start all the way from jump three-year program and do it in a year and a half. And there I'm sitting there, you know, with my life hanging in the balance. If I go one way, I, you know, basically give up all this time that I've had. If I go the other way, I know it's getting ready to be a whole bunch of pain and struggle, but at least there's a reward at the end. And, of course, everybody knows which direction I took. And it was a whole lot of pain and sorrow, like I thought it would be. But at the end, uh, my mentor had been a mentor for about 25 years in doctoral alone. And he came up to me and he stopped me in the line while I was, when I got hooded and hugged me and goes, you know, only one of my people in 25 years that published before you even a doctor who sat up there and decided no matter what obstacle it was, you were going to overcome it, and you kept your foot in me and made sure that I was on it so that you were going to graduate on time. <laughs> you did not let anything hinder you, and I have the most respect for you. And hearing that from somebody who who had gave me such grief, <laughs> who had pushed me so hard and to hear that I've actually done better than anybody he had helped to mentor was phenomenal and and it was just like I let and at that moment I let go of all of the stress and all the anguish because you know you build up a lot of bitterness when these things are happening to you and it was like all of the bitterness went away 
all of the negativity went away and all that was left was a sense of accomplishment, a sense of achievement, and a brighter future. And and if you're an academic, you understand that feeling. You know, your research is your everything. Your you are defined by your research, and and so I mean, to just be able to breathe, just to know that you did everything that you were supposed to do, and then to get have everyone on that line call you doctor, it was just it was the ultimate letting go for me. Uh, I mean, it. I know it's kind of different than the definition that uh, Jessica gave, but when you're treated badly for a very long time, and you get you're treated badly so much that you're used to it, for someone to just flip the script and say that you actually did everything you were supposed to do, and they just couldn't tell you that because they didn't want you to stop going. It was just a feeling of letting go and realizing who you really are and realizing that you had hit everything you were supposed to hit and all the things you were supposed to do. I don't think I've ever felt a feeling of relief like that. And since then in academia, of course, it's been the same way, but every trial, every tribulation, is just polishing me the diamond that I'm supposed to be. It's giving me the skills that I'm supposed to have. So when somebody is really, really working you or if a situation is really, really working you, let the stress go because at the end of the day, if you persevere and push through it, you're just going to shine like a diamond. You'll have those skills. You'll have that experience, and better yet, you'll have that testimony. And that testimony is worth gold because you didn't die. You didn't quit. You didn't crumble. You didn't stumble. You were standing strong, and you're standing tall, and you let go of all the negativity, and all that's left is you standing in your greatness. hope I answered your question, Jessica. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's amazing because different people really find um, surrender, release, and different things. And, you know, for me, like, my limiting beliefs came from releasing my my ego, which was my thoughts about myself, which was that I couldn't do something or that I had to look good, that I couldn't let somebody know there's something I couldn't do, which was really, for me, which was what I needed to release. Not so much that I couldn't do things. I you know, I, I know there's certain limitations that I have, and and, and I'm, I feel so blessed and amazed that God allows me to do so many things. I, you know, I, I don't even care about those limitations because He's just so abundantly blessed me. But it's just the the feeling of needing to, you know, hide what I can't do and hide my shortcomings and being able to release that, being authentic and open, just and vulnerable, just was so powerful. And for you, Akina, it may have been different. For you, it might have been, you know, just releasing what everybody told you about your, about yourself. And I don't think it was the accomplishing and, and doing the task, but it was the release of the beliefs that you created that people had reinforced, 
you know, in your entire life telling you there's things that you can't do. You know, the entire process of getting that degree was a step-by-step process of releasing all of those emotions and all of those limiting beliefs and recreating new ones. And it wasn't that you did that um, when you got your goal, when you got your degree, but it was because you got, it was because you did that that you got your degree. And that would be, you know, my take on the situation, but absolutely. You know, it's so amazing that what really happens when we really step outside our comfort zones and do things that we didn't think that we, we should do. And it's funny, and I know, Akina, you've joked about this before, too, is, you know, I always talk about being outside of your comfort zone. And I'm very, very, my personality, I'm very eager to do new things, try new things. I love the adrenaline rush, right? So I'm like the person who wants to go on the biggest roller coaster and who wants to do all these sorts of crazy adventures. And there's really nothing I don't want to try. So people always say that, you know, well, you don't have a comfort zone, Jess. So, you know, you'll just do anything. But the truth is that sometimes it's it's really being in our comfort zone. It's not about doing something. I mean, for me, yes, I had this, I experienced my release while doing something, you know, stand-up paddleboarding. But it wasn't the act of doing the paddleboarding. It was the act of releasing that ego, releasing whatever beliefs I was holding onto and just fully surrendering them and being authentically you that really just enabled me to reach this whole new place. And let me tell you something, that when you release those beliefs that are deep, deep within you, it opens up this new powerful place to create from. I mean, the sense of power that you never even knew that you had this is, is there. And it's like, wow, it's amazing. It's refreshing. I mean, it's so regenerating and, and revitalizing. It. It's, it's just divine. It literally is divine. It just gives you this divine place to create from. You know, it absolutely just fills your soul, your body, your cells on a literally on a cellular level. Your body energy changes. Your DNA starts to change when you release these 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 ego. You release these limiting beliefs, and the cells regenerate in a new, fresh way, ready to take on new things and create and manifest new things. And it's just such a wonderful, wonderful experience and opportunity. So. You know, I just want to encourage you, if you have not done something for the first time in a long time, go do something for the first time. You know, if there's something that you've always wanted to do and you haven't done it before because you're afraid you're going to fail or someone's told you that you couldn't, just go for it. You, know, you are you are fabulous. You can do anything that you want to do. And really, it really is true. And I know we talk about this so much, and you've probably heard this so much, that it almost becomes cliche. We just hear it and we don't really think about it. But you really can and do anything, anything the mind can think up, anything that you can believe to be true, you will achieve. It will come true for you. And that's not a cliche. It's really, really true. So really just live that, embrace it, and just experience that, you know, this week. Um, you know, Akeem, is there anything you want to add? I know it's close to 9.30, so we're going to start winding the show down, but is there anything you want to add tonight? You know, this was a wonderful topic, Jessica. I was sitting there thinking about your explanation. It makes perfect sense. You know, as a child, I was always told what to do and how I should do it and how the right way is, and, you know, that letting go is when you find your own way when you find what's right for you, not the normal cliche, what is right for you. And it's okay if the norm is not right for you. As long as you're walking in your greatness, you're walking in your purpose, your purpose may be different than anybody else's. You may have a different walk. You may have a different talk. You may have a different style. 
And it's okay as long as it's what you're supposed to be here to do. You're doing what you came here, was designed and created for, you know, and don't worry about other people and their comments and their issues and their drama. Don't let their stuff dump on you, you know. But with that, you know, if something resonated with you tonight, you know, please find this podcast again uh, on changeyourmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes. You can find us on Tuned In, Stitcher, and, of course, YouTube. Thank you, Jessica, for bringing this great topic up tonight. Well, thank you, Akina. Um, and, you know, we always let everyone know who's listening in. And we want to thank everyone who's been listening in tonight who listens to our calls every week. And maybe you're a first-time listener, and welcome to our, our show, our, our amazing Changing Minds Online community. I mean, it's just we are so blessed to have so many phenomenal women tuning in every week to our shows and then to on our Sunday night calls. Um, but, you know, welcome, and we love you. We are so grateful for you. And we just want to thank you for allowing us to be part of your journey and just honor you for carving out the time um, in, your, in your amazingly productive life to spend 30 minutes with us. So um, on that note, we have another call on Thursday night, our Empowering Women series call. It's going to be phenomenal this week, and we are so excited about it. So we cannot wait to see you then. 9 to 9.30 p.m. And if you are listening in for the first time tonight, just a reminder, our calls are typically on Sundays and Thursdays, 9 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, if you want to hear any of our calls and our replays, I know Akina already said it, but you can check us out, changingmindsonline.com on um, iTunes. We're also on YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, so it's super easy. You can listen to it from anywhere. Um, And that's it. So make it a really, really amazing week, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Take care, everyone. Good night, everyone.